0: Welcome to the EIM Global Podcast, the place where we speak to experts from across education, academia, and industry, so we can contribute to the professional conversations happening in our community now. The discussions we have and insights shared by guests help develop our own thinking and work and hopefully spark further dialogue for other educators too, as they reflect on their practice and the students they work with. In this episode, we're speaking to Natalie Chan. Natalie is an engineer, former corporate professional, adventure seeker, educator, and entrepreneur. Natalie founded Own Academy in 2016, an early career education solution with a focus on empowering the next generation of changemakers and future problem solvers. Natalie was also selected as a Davos 50 attendee representing Asian youth at the World Economic Forum's annual meeting, as well as an Ashoka Changemaker Fellow in 2019. She is also a fellow of the Cartier Women's Initiative. We discuss how Natalie's own school experiences are partly what inspired her to found Own Academy, why the slash generation needs a new kind of approach, and why the student journey, while often filled with helpful mentoring and things like internships, still has gaps that Natalie is setting out to address. So without further ado, let's hear from Natalie. Natalie, welcome. Super excited to have you on the podcast today. Really interested in, in understanding a bit more about OWN Academy and your, your journey there. But um, how are you? Where are you calling from?
1: Thanks, Crispian. Excited to be here to share more. I'm currently in Hong Kong, counting down the days until I go to Bali for a Venture Philanthropy Conference.
0: Wow, it sounds, sounds like an interesting thing. And I'm sure it's a great place to be at the moment with the barley weather. But for those of our listeners that are not familiar with Own Academy, I'd love to just understand you know, how you got into Own Academy, you know, where that journey came from, and, and what led to you founding the company itself.
1: I think Own Academy was definitely uh, solving a frustration that I had through my education experience, not really knowing exactly what is it that I wanted to do, because I think coming from an Asian a background being born and raised in Hong Kong and then having experienced a local school system to international school to boarding school system that nowhere in the educational journey actually help you identify what you want to do. There are some personality tests that tells you like oh you do this personality test then they kind of tell you that oh maybe you're going to be an accountant or maybe you're going to be like a teacher or maybe you're going to be like a, uh, a graphic designer but there's never like I think there's no short of knowledge out there in the world but there's definitely a short of experiences that allows you to understand deeper about a certain type of like industry and career. So I think, you know, I I grew up not really knowing what are the areas that I want to do because, you know, my parents have very clear expectations of what I should become. And so in the end I did engineering for undergrad and then I went into corporate world uh, right after that and That's when I really realized that, oh my God, this is so not my cup of tea. I loved engineering having done that. But then when it comes to the corporate world, it was very different from what I had imagined. So that's kind of where I was like, huh, is this how I imagine the rest of my life to be? Because nobody ever told me or told me this is how you think and this is how you behave. And I felt like so much of my educational experience were you know, my parents will always tell me how expensive education is, but no matter how expensive it is, they'll always put me into the best one ever. But then when I left the school world, when I left the university and went into the real world, I realized there's so much that I don't know. Not in terms of, besides career, there's also like, you know, how do you, you know, how do you engage with these tasks in the real life? And so I think all these different aspects of frustration and kind of just confusion made me realize that there could be something more that I can do for young people besides the academic excellences that they have to strive for how can I create a layer where they try different experiences in terms of careers and be able to understand what they like about it what they don't like about it and then start narrowing down their pathway because we all know that this next generation is a bit of a slasher I think I'm kind of like the start of this generation of being a slasher like I'm not only an entrepreneur but I'm also a film producer I'm also like a teacher I'm also like a corporate professional and I think that more and more of this generation is becoming like that so we have to know that life is not a linear line it's a very zigzag path so how do we start kind of nurturing that development and that kind of curiosity from a young age and I think when I was a teacher I realized a lot of young people always ask me why are we learning what we're Learning. And frankly, it's hard to connect to what you do in the academic world if you don't have like kind of kind of the career aspect to, to complement it. So for us, we see our work at Own Academy to be an early career education platform, and we bring the future closer to students and school for them to recognize how do they connect what they're doing in school into the real world. So then it helps answer the why of students when it comes to. I don't see any relevance in what I'm doing to the real world. And then that becomes a demotivated perspective. And we really want to encourage young people to be motivated, young people to be engaged. And I think that by combining the academics to the future of career will help young people explore.
0: So you have to forgive me, Natalie, a slasher. This is a new word to me, at least in this context. So just for me and perhaps for listeners that that aren't familiar with that, a slasher, what do you mean by that? And, And why do you think it's so important to... The generation of students coming through today that own academy works with
1: yeah so i mean you know our education system is built during the industrial age and during the industrial age like mastery of a topic is highly encouraged because back then there's no access to you know information at your fingertips so being able to have mastery of one is very important however in the past you know two decades the internet has completely revolutionized the way that we consume information the way that we find information so nowadays what people need to be is to be what, what, you, what we call like T-shaped human, where there's like the mastery of one, but then there's also that broader perspective of connecting information. Because it's no longer about like how much you know about a topic. It's actually about how well you can connect disparate information together to make sense and value out of it. So when it comes to being a slasher, it's like kind of how do you have that breadth of, of, of exposure? How do you recognize that there are actually different patterns and different skill sets and different strengths between different industries that you can connect and merge and to make that something of your own? So I think that slasher is definitely also a trend where young people are like, I don't want to be just one thing. I want to be multiple things. You know, I can be a great creative and I can be a great like mathematician at the same time. I think it's all possible because we have information at our fingertips these days.
0: I think it's also something that you said there's so true, isn't it? The idea that the careers, as it were, that once were shaped for people of a certain generation, and I include myself in that, were very much you know, you make a choice and you stick with it for you know, 30, 40 years and you do a good job and hopefully progress and save something for retirement. And, and that was your life laid out. And of course, you've hit on this idea that that seems to be less and less true. And not only are the skill sets that students required to have at any one time in whatever they might be pursuing quite varied, but but also, you know, they'll be moving through a number of different if we call them careers within their lifetime, perhaps quite, quite possibly so. So, I suppose one of the things for me that that brings up is the, the sorts of skill sets that students might need to be equipped to navigate that kind of world and that kind of career lifestyle or path. And, you know, there's no shortage of, of these lists, whether it's the OECD or the WF and so on, I'm publishing them every now and again and they get revised, don't they? But for Own Academy, what is that list? You know, what, what are the kinds of skills that you're hoping to support students developing?
1: Yeah, I think before I answer that, I do want to bring up one of my favorite researchers, David Epstein. He wrote a book that is called Range, why generalists triumph in a specialized world. I think that book is a very good read for explaining kind of why we do what we do. Because that is basically giving an example, and this is my favorite example, is that they show uh, three case studies between you know Roger Federer, Yo-Yo Ma, as well as Tiger Woods. And they basically say, like, you know, amongst these three legends. Who do you think have the most similar kind of like developmental path? And the answer here is actually Roger Federer and Yo-Yo Ma. Why? Because they actually explored many different aspects of sports and music before they found their true instrument, or before they found their true uh, sport arena. And that exploration is basically a process of sampling. So I think in in the Asian context, a lot of times parents are about like, oh, we got to get a head start in life, we got to get a head start in life. But actually, it's not about that head start. It's about like having that process of exploration and be able to identify what you like and what you don't like along the way and truly finding that peace because the example of Tiger Woods is like a 0.01% of the world. The rest of the world are like the Roger Federer and Yo-Yo Ma. So being able to understand the breath is very important in today's world. And so when it comes to the skill sets, The skill sets that are needed in order to achieve that range and that breadth is definitely on communication skills. How do you communicate with people, express your ideas? How do you receive information and kind of like be able to digest information and have that critical thinking ability? And also every job that you go into, everything that you do in the future is about solving a problem. So what problem do you want to solve? Because those problems can be subdivided into functions, into industries, and also problem has a lot to do with also your purpose. What is that purpose? You want to be your North Star. Because I think there's so many aspects of the world that we really need a whole generation of young people that can help solve, that can help like push forward the envelope, that these young people today have all the power to do so because they're going to be the future consumers. They're going to be the future employees. And they have the power to drive the narrative when it comes to how corporations and how governments need to shape in order to meet the demands of people that are purpose-driven, that want sustainability within policy, want our business businesses to be more ESG-focused. So I think that when it comes to the skill sets, it has a lot to do with communications, has to do a lot to do with collaboration, and then purpose as well as problem-solving for young people to navigate through this world of craziness.
0: I know for me, you know, thinking back to my high school experience, one of the things that I think is true, certainly of me, and I suspect of many other students, is that I didn't know what I wanted to do at that stage. And I think I certainly really didn't even know what the options were, to be honest. I mean, I guess few of the the obvious headline, you know, careers or, or professions perhaps. And so I think it's so important that students today have the opportunity to experience and to think about and to explore a wide range of things. Because I'm convinced that, as you quite rightly said, lots of us are more... I guess, Roger Federer's than, than we are Tiger Woods in, in that respect. And I would certainly put myself in that bucket. But thinking about schools themselves, and, and I know, you know, own academy, one of the phrases that, that, that you guys use is this reengineering education with a real world learning. So I think from a school's perspective, what does that look like? What, you know, what is it that student experiences could be affected by if you try to do that in a school experience or a school environment today?
1: Yeah, so when it comes to re-engineering education, we're, we say that because we believe that educational pieces of creating a different learning journey for young people is already there. There are mentorship experiences. There are internship experiences. There are different aspects of these kind of like touch points that young people generally would have to go through. if you look at that end-to-end process from the academic world to internship and then to maybe university and then internship and then going to job, there's actually a lot of gaps still. There's still a lot of like areas where young people are like, oh, yeah, if you look at every young person, they may only do maybe two internships before they graduate from university and they have to like choose the direction of life. And two is seems so little in the retrospect of like the big picture. So, what we do as own academies, we fill in those gaps. So, those gaps will include, for example, the stepping stone to sample, because I think internship is already quite a relatively longer commitment when it comes to needing to give up a whole summer or give up a whole like, you know, two weeks. And time, frankly, is the biggest challenge when it comes to a young person's like schedule. So how can we actually create these like sampling opportunities are one day to five day long to become the stepping stone before they go and pursue what major they want to study, what internship they want to study? Everything happens in a little bit of a silo. How do we actually connect all these things together and make that into a user experience that is continuous rather than kind of just like dropping someone in the middle of it and be like, oh, okay, you figure that out. But how do we actually create that journey? So we say that we focus on young people from the age of 15 to 25 because we want to grow up with young people from high school into university and into their kind of first two years of employment. And that's really where we believe that there needs to be that kind of support system for young person, because I know that high school is just taking care of the high school. University is just taking care of the university. But there needs to be that bridge. So we're here to kind of create that bridge and re engineer the experience so then students actually feel supported throughout.
0: It's clear that Own Academy is focusing on that sort of fifteen and up age range and I'm sure there are a number of reasons for that. But I just wonder Do you see there being value or an importance perhaps in students at a younger age range thinking about these things and and having a broad range of experiences? I'm not necessarily meaning making career choices or anything like that, but just beginning to explore the world in in that kind of way.
1: Yeah, I absolutely think it's very important for students even younger to start exploring that. I think there's a lot that teachers can actually support with that. It's like how do they bring in professional maybe at a younger age kind of just start telling them about this is what i do this is what i do because ultimately we are educating young people to be ready for the working world so that tie actually needs to be much stronger and if Teachers at a younger age can already start thinking like that and then be actually also exposed to the various uh, industry and the trends that are happening. Like that will actually help young people be more relatable to the content that they're consuming as well. I mean, for us, we focus mostly on the secondary and up because when we look at the educational kind of like journey, I feel like there's a lot of support on the early childhood education. There's actually relatively a lot of support in the university piece. And I feel like it's really the middle section throughout the secondary school that is really lacking that kind of like real-world connection. I mean, they're very academically driven. So then how can we actually provide a value during that time period but whilst also connecting with the younger age to support them in knowing how to explore as well?
0: I think you are your own background Natalie and you talked about you know having local school education in in Hong Kong I think and then you know international school experiences and then boarding school experiences as well I think your background in, in many respects is is probably not too distant from lots of the students across schools within the EIM you know group of schools and so just thinking about your own experiences, and particularly, you know, making choices in terms of you know, universities and subject choices around that as well. And you touched on this a little bit earlier on, but I'd love to just dive a little bit more deeply into it. How important do you think is is student choice and voice, I suppose, in shaping but successful choices around university selection and possibly careers beyond that?
1: Well, frankly, I think student voices, in this case, agency is is very important for for the students, but I think the reality of it is not always the same because students may not have as much voice as they would like to have because their parents are quite restrictive or have a lot of expectations for what they want their kids to become. So I think a lot of times it's realizing that every family has a very different sort of like dynamic of how much student voice they give to the individual. And so hence recognizing that challenge this is why we have our kind of career sampler and this is something that we bring into school during the school day so we're not an after-school program our whole goal is to be part of the school curriculum because we believe that if the student can engage in one of these experiences once a year whether it's like a one-day format or a five-day format they may actually realize something so much about themselves that they can be like hey mom you know i did this architecture program and look at what i created and maybe the parent will be like wow I didn't know that my son can do this. Maybe my son is meant to be an architect, or maybe the son did this and and realized that oh wow, I just developed a whole entrepreneurship like business in the matter of five days. I want to really execute this. So I feel like because in the young person's kind of secondary school life, there's so much emphasis on academics and also like kind of after school activities that. It doesn't give you the, the room and the space to explore something that really can drive you into your future. So that's kind of where we implement our structure into the school environment in order for there to be an opportunity for students to shine in this kind of dynamic. Because I think parents need to see to believe it. It's not enough to just tell my parent that, like, hey, I'm really good at this. I want to do this. You have to actually create something for them to be a little bit more convinced that, hey, there is actually a big there's there's definitely a big talent in here that they want to nurture.
0: I think, Natalie, that that point that you've made there about space is so important. Um, And we've had conversations with a number of educators uh, on the podcast and, and really talking about this idea that if you don't leave any space, for that student exploration in, in the curriculum or in the learning design, then of course it's going to be pretty difficult for that to happen. So I love the fact that uh, the way our own academy thinks about this is, is really thinking about actually you know space for students within the curriculum to do that as opposed to you know, an add-on, something that comes, as you said, in, as a, an extracurricular or, or a Saturday program or whatever it might be, which is not to say that those, those have no value, but the fact that this is such an important thing to be offering students that they have space within the normal curriculum to do that. So I think that's super, super important from my perspective perspective. Coming towards the end uh, of our conversation today, and, and I'd love you know, just to ask you this, this, if you could rewind 20 years and give yourself one piece of advice, you know, thinking through everything you shared with us today, you know, what would that piece of advice be?
1: Um, I would say there's two pieces of advice. First one is that definitely try to do something that is outside of the realm of, of the school world, or like what is kind of normal for everybody to do if everybody's doing tuition maybe do something a little bit different I think you need to really build that uniqueness within yourself and you don't know how you can be unique until you try other things that make you realize more about yourself because I think everything within the education world can be quite within that kind of insular environment so you need to be able to break out of that a little bit so do something that scares you Do something that like really gets you feeling like really uncomfortable. I think that's the best way to grow. So I would definitely do a lot more of that. Second of all, I would actually wish I had been able to talk to more adults and be able to learn from adults. Because if you you may not be able to experience those things, actually talking to people about their journey and about their stories can give you a lot of insight and can help you realize What are some of the mistakes that people have made that you can avoid? Or what are some of the great things that people have done that you can learn from? So being able to identify those people. And nowadays, it's so easy to go on LinkedIn and like say mention someone. And if you're a young student, you have a lot of, you know, you have a lot of power that people will always be so happy to have a coffee with you and like a virtual coffee or something like that. So definitely leverage people that are in the adult world who can be just sharing their story and learning from them. And then just try something new that really scares you.
0: And I think obviously there's a, there's a role there, isn't there, for for adults in, in children's lives to help provide those opportunities and, and encourage them as well. And I think about the fact that there are so many things today that, that are available to, to young people you know, just because of the way the, the world has changed in the last 20 years that perhaps might not have been so easily previously, you know, limited by geography and opportunities in, in an immediate community, for example. But Natalie, it's been a pleasure talking to you and, and there's so much interest in, in what you're doing. How can listeners contact you if they've heard the podcast today and are just excited to know more about your work or own academy, or indeed to talk to you about any of the things that we've discussed today in a bit more detail?
1: Yeah, so you can find us easily on our website, our website is www.ownacademy.co. We're also on Instagram, on LinkedIn, or you can email us into info at ownacademy.co as well. So we're very reachable through any of the channels. And we look forward to connecting with like minded educators as well as parents, or young people that want to be a part of our journey and helping you achieve your goals too.
0: Thank you so much, Natalie. I think that's exactly what, what we're trying to do with this podcast as well is, is start conversations, and just contribute to you know the broader conversation about some of the challenges that uh, young people today are going into a world facing and, and how we best navigate them. We certainly don't have all the answers. But we really appreciate your input today and and the work that you're doing to try to help add to that conversation. So thank you so much. And best of luck with uh, with that important work that Own Academy is pursuing.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to chat with you.
0: So that was Natalie Chan, founder and CEO of Own Academy. A big thanks to Natalie for joining us on the podcast and giving us your thoughts on what students today need as they explore their passions and begin thinking ahead to their longer term plans. Don't forget, you can follow up with Natalie on her website linked in the show notes. Until our next episode, thank you for listening and don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.